Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. Alright, let's let's fucking do this. Technically, this is actually falls as episode 105. If you're looking at all the numbers on the uh, SoundCloud page, because we have some episodes which were specials, but they don't count. They're not real episodes. Uh, this is a full episode with hopefully uh, lots of guests, unexpected surprises, and some good book chats. Um, I'm kind of emotional right now. I never thought that this show would get to 100 episodes. I know that none of the people sitting at the table here to, uh, with me today thought it would get to 100. Did you think it would get to 100, Harry? No, I didn't. Or in your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't subscribe to a base 10 system. Um, this is episode 144 for me. Right. That's maths. You're going to ex- <laughs> gonna have to explain it to me because I don't do maths. I do books. Okay. God, you never believed me, did you, Harry? No. That's why you have those arguments with your landlord. Hold on, one one (laughs) second, one second. I'm not done belittling Harry yet. In your face, in your face. In your face. In your face. What happens when you balance the books? Is that not math you're doing there? Hmm. That's more weightlifting, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, anyway, in summary, in your face. Who else has joined me and didn't believe in me? No one? Nobody wants... Come on. I believed in you. Who is that? Uh, it's me, BJ McCammer. My good friend BJ McCammer returning to the, to the show. No, this is appearance number three or four, is it? Three. Um, oh. Unfortunately, my husband uh, was not able to make it today, so it's just me. Oh, okay. Uh, your your your, uh, your husband. Um. Oh, I forget his name. What was his name again? Mister McCammer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember his name, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Peter. Peter McCammer. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could easily look it up. Like, um, I think it was episode 52 or something, but like, we don't need to, because he's not here. Yeah. Uh, 
now. But yeah. um, he's at he's at nursery school. So oh yeah, I forget he's the adult baby. That's right. There's a bit, there's going to be a lot of people prompting me and reminding me of things that have happened on the show in the past. So please bear with us. Uh, but um, I'm glad to hear that you believed in me. What did you? What? Why did you believe in me and this podcast so much? <laughs> I don't think it's a laughing matter. <laughs> I just feel it's what Hitler would say at his 100th podcast episode. <laughs> well, I actually listened to Hitler's 100th podcast episode, and he didn't do that, actually. It was a lot of shouting. Actually, he might have done that. I don't speak German. So um, he might have actually asked people, did you believe me in German? But like, I don't know what that is. Um, so I, I withdraw my statement, and um, maybe you should introduce yourself, person who just questioned me there. Hi, uh, and compared me to Hitler. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Gillum. Oh, good friend, Johnny Gillum. Good to see you, Chin. I'll tell you this. Yeah, you uh, you'll like this. I was in there, I was in this, talking myself in the shower the other day. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally confused Ahedonia, the symptom of depression, with the Daniel Day Lewis character, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I wonder what that would. I wonder how that would sound. Uh, yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but you believed in me, didn't you? Yeah, the barriers to doing a hundred episodes of a podcast are just whether or not you can be bothered to do it. <laughs> That's so, very true. So, yeah. That's very true. Um, but, like, th- th- bothering is half the battle, as they say. <laughs> if if Boris Johnson were Winston Churchill, that is what he would say. Three <laughs> bats is half the battle, isn't it? Oh, how? Fuck off, that's a great joke! <laughs> <laughs> it involves counting the amount of characters. I believe in you, I believe in the word battle and then harming it. It's fine, it's okay. fine, <laughs> Harry. It's fine. <laughs> please, please put the chair down, Harry. Please put the chair down. There's, there's no need for that. Okay. Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Yeah, really? Well, well somebody ro- woke up on the side that didn't believe in me, apparently, or in the podcast. Yeah. But, like, well, look, it's good to have you here, regardless. Mm-hmm. It's good to have you. Three here. Who else is here at the table with me today? Hello, everyone. It's me, Joseph Murphy. I'm an amalgamation of every racist character I've ever played. <laughs> and I hate Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I um I was wondering like um whether we were gonna have a racist character on the 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 hundredth episode. Not just one. Every Four. racist character. <laughs> Every racist character that he's ever played is now combined and formed like a Voltron-like robot made of racism. Those Romanians keep trying to get this sink out of the walls. Oh my goodness. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, that's like, um, not only is he racist, he's so racist that he's inventing new things to hate racists for that we'd never even thought about. And new places to put sinks. Yeah, and put, exactly. No, no, zinc and magnesium and copper wire. They're always trying to get it out of the walls. Those Romanians. This is going to be a contro- controversial episode, I can see already. Um, ju- uh, without getting too like bogged down in um, any sort of racial stuff, did you believe in me? Yes. <laughs> well, that's what you get when I ask you not to get into the racial stuff. <laughs> To the point, to the point. <laughs> it's good to have you here, though, Joe. It's very good to have you here. Um, I mean, you say you were the embodiment of all the racist characters you've ever played on the show, but, um, you know, I- I'm glad that me, a Chinese person, and Haran, miscellaneous, can sit down together with you and just have a good old natter. Up, uh, up, like... up, 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 <laughs> how you How are you spelling that? 
I N J I N E. Okay, okay. That's yeah. Sounds not like a um uh, a Native American, but like its own thing. No. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, you wish to respond to um his uh, classification of you? That's uh, so pretty good. <laughs> I think anthropological evidence concords with that. Okay. All right. Uh, see. We're having a nice conversation <laughs> right now. Like no tension. There's uh, there's no need to get into that. Like we can talk about race in a grown up way. This is how we will we'll talk about race in the future. I feel uh, in a very polite, clipped, emotionless, and unaffected way. Yes. <laughs> Good. But this is not a race podcast. I, I need to make that very clear right now. It's not a podcast about races. It's a podcast about books. Um, and um, yeah. We, what do you what what are you going to bring to the table today, Joe, in terms of book chat? <laughs> well, I've already gotten all my racism out today, mm-hmm. so I'm going to talk about books. Okay, that's good. See, oh my goodness, would that, would that be the, the big book of? Shut up, Injun! <laughs> I mean, as Karen pointed out earlier, it's not racist, he's just being accurate. Yeah, Thomas the Tank in Injun. Do you remember that book? I remember that book. I mean... It's just a black face. Okay, 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 all right. That's not, that's not Injun, no, that's just racist. He was the train whose main job was to soak up damage so that other trains could attack. <laughs> yeah. Controversial book, controversial Is book. the Fat Controller actually a title? Why is he called that? That's a very good question. Um, it's because he's fat. Yes, well, and he's a bit of a control freak. Uh, and I think he, he's got nothing to do with the trains at all. He's just a guy who wears a suit and hangs around the station, just wanting to take, like, just, just micromanaging for no reason at all. I would like to do the following. Mm-hmm. A new hobby called train spotter spotting. Mm-hmm. When you have to spot known train spotters, <laughs> I take w- them off your list. I want to create a new hobby called train controlling, where I turn up in a suit and gain lots of weight and boss all the trains about like they're human beings imbued with personalities, and I don't look mad. That's a that that would be a good alternative gritty take on the Thomas the Tank Engine stories. If the fat controller was just hallucinating the fact that these trains had personalities and he's just a madman. Sorry. 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 No, sorry, 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 sorry. Interrupted mid-pitch. No, right. sorry, sorry. Johnny, as a Scotsman, who would be the Raj in Thomas the Tank Engine? That's a Scottish colloquialism, not the emperor of the Indians. Sorry. How <laughs> you can pronounce it correctly now? <laughs> you mean Raj. You said, you said Raj. <laughs> Uh, well, well, excuse me. <laughs> I've been here for some time, and I just believe that I would be introduced. <laughs> I would be debunked. <laughs> yes, um, noted comic on the scene, LJ the Funk, uh, is not here, unfortunately. But like, um, I, I mean, this is—I was going to introduce you, but like, I'm often reminded by you yourself that. You need no introduction. I don't need any. I assumed I would arrive at this podcast and I would be asked questions about my life and time. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I was just distracted by this uh, Thomas the Tank uh, Engine adjacent question. I don't don't know him. You don't know him. I didn't ask if you did know him. I mean, he's a. You're not aware of the character, or as in you don't know him personally. I don't know him personally. He knew the Great Gatsby, to be fair. <laughs> I did know the Great Gatsby. Um, not F. Scott Fitzgerald. Sorry, I've got a mouthful of carrot here, because, um, which is a... <laughs> That's <terrible> right. 
People often eat carrots during to sate their hunger while they meet me. I often start eating carrots whilst I'm having a conversation with somebody. Yeah, I've um, noticed. I'll be honest, I thought your sentence was going to go on a bit longer. And then, um, no, I keep it short and sweet. Anyway, I'm, I'm the captain. <laughs> former head of the FBI, current head of the FBI also, I've returned. Welcome back, the captain. Um, you did not have these uh, old uh, job titles the last time you appeared in the show. Oh, I'm a captain of industry, of course. Of course, of course. I mean, you've been, this is your third appearance on I the show? I think it's about fourth. Is it now? Um, I don't and yet you this. still don't seem to know who I am, despite I, my fame. Yeah, I, <laughs> despite the fact that I ask you a lot of questions about like what you do, and the fact that like I, I just take the uh, the point of view these days that you've done everything, and you yeah. you're, you're connected in some way to everything uh, at all times. So it's almost like being with a friend who's just like it's it's kind of boring. You know, because like they've done everything and they know everything, so it's like, I'm not just going to I'm just not going to talk to you ever again. Do you know what I really like about this character? It's an amalgamation of three Leonardo DiCaprio actors characters. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. my own man, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Also, I like, I like the way that you're critiquing this human being as a character. <laughs> <laughs> But he featured in The Great Gatsby, which Leonardo DiCaprio played. That's right. He's the head of the FBI, like yes. J. Edgar Hoover, who Leonardo DiCaprio played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he speaks like the guy in Django Unchained, who played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, right, Very that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's also... You just applaud yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's also a man. And like, DiCaprio is a man. So. He based himself upon me, I believe. <laughs> really? And I, also, I, I, what? Are you, uh, <laughs> he didn't base his characters on you. He based himself on you. Yeah. You're his role model. Uh, yeah, no, I suppose that's true. Uh, is there? Are you good friends with Leonardo DiCaprio? I wouldn't say good friends. I'd say friends. What? What's the difference between a friend and a good friend? Well, I see him maybe once a year. Oh wait, hold on a second. Ca- the captain, I need to get my butler to get that butler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just got a new butler. Oh, that's you know okay. how that goes, right? You're a captain. I've, I've got rich. a butler. How many butlers do you have? There's now one for me and there's one for my wife, my new wife. I got married since you last saw me. Wow, there's a lot to take on board here, the captain. How's Uh, your sex life? It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because BJ here is a sex therapist, a couples therapist, sorry. No, sex therapist. Oh, I thought you were a couples therapist. Oh, okay, what's the same thing, isn't it? Couples therapy and sex therapy? No, you can sex therapy one person. Oh, okay. Or three. That's true, that's true. I feel the lack of sexual tension. <laughs> How many people have you uh, sex-therapised at one given time? Eight. Wow, okay. How does that even work? Because I, well, I, I kind of like, that's kind of like crowd control in many ways. So have you seen that episode of um, uh, Bojack Horseman where there's the, all the dads? No, I don't watch TV. I read Well, that was actually based off uh, one of my clients. Okay. So it's uh, it's eight men living together with one daughter, and they're all her dads. I see. Okay. All right. I can sort of picture that in my head. Yeah. They're all her biological dads. Or? No, they're her daddy. <laughs> oh, as in daddy doms. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're not actually. Her, she's like a daughter sub. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds very strange. It sounds pretty good. If, like, pretty good deal, if you ask me, actually. Oh, uh, and also she is an orangutan. <laughs> wow, I'm on board. What do these uh, 
daddies look like? Are they all rugged gentlemen, possibly in their seventies? I tried to track them down. I tried to write letters to them, but I couldn't find a what to put on the envelope because mm-hmm. they didn't have a name. What the daddies? Yeah. So, how did you get involved in this situation? <laughs> Why were you writing to these daddies? No, I, I, know know their last, I know their last name. It's Sauce. Sauce. Daddy's Sauce. S? S-A-U-C-E. And a silent Y. Where? <laughs> At the end. <laughs> I, um... I have to get, I have to take my hat off and admire the people who marketed Daddy's Sauce as they came up with the sauce. What are we going to call this sauce? Daddy sauce. Oh, that's that sounds made, that's delicious. Made by the daddies. Yeah, I assumed it was, but like, um, there has to be a better way to refer to your sauce as daddy sauce. Um, well, the Lovecraft sauce has dominated the brown sauce market for decades. So if you want to stand out, you've got to make a big decision, like calling yourself daddies. Right, right. But that has a certain unfortunate sexual connotation. It's just the same as Heinz sauce or Hellman's sauce. Look, I'm just saying it sounds like cum, okay? I'm just... That's all I wanted to point out. Like, it doesn't look like... Uh, it sounds like cum. I, I know it doesn't look like cum. I don't understand what you mean. Did someone say HP sauce? <laughs> HP Lovecraft oh, it's, it's... It's... It's once reference. dead, now living, <laughs> racist author, HP <laughs> Lovecraft. Um, Ooh, spooky. HP, welcome back to the show. I really hope... That we have not put too many racists in one area for this episode. I'd really like to get through this discussion of books today without. Because <laughs> we're a podcast that will allow a certain number of racists. We have but a quota. Not too many. We have a quota. You're and... like Steve Hoffman, the Reddit CEO. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, not the first time that that, that comparison has been made, but uh, you are a doomsday prepper as well, aren't you? I am married to Venus Williams. I believe in valuable debates. Well, That's what I believe in. Actually. Um, I- my friend Joseph Murphy has told me to keep the racism to a minimum because he's going to send this podcast to the people at work. So, uh, <laughs> no racism today. And also, Ken, I'll get you those amends done by Wednesday. <laughs> well, Ken, anyway, Ken. we were talking about me. I mean, it's true. And also, <laughs> I really, I really doubt yeah. Ken's still listening. <laughs> I think Ken probably checked out five minutes ago. Sorry, um, I... I I'm getting really sidetracked and very, finding it very hard to focus. I'm getting distracted by daddy sauce and doms and um, racism. But um, I, I, I do believe... of those are things that you brought up. <laughs> <laughs> I did say I'm distra- I, I distracted myself. Um, but the captain is on the show. He's like, um, he, he's he's a pretty big deal. I'm a fairly big deal. A fairly. I took big some years deal. out when I got married to Salt. Oh, you got married to who? Salt from off of Salt and Pepper. <laughs> okay, Salt and Pepper, uh, the the, the hip hop duo. Yeah, I got married to Salt. Okay. You said you took some years off, but you also just said you recently got married. I took some. I mean, years in the monthly sense. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how time works. But uh, do go on with your story of your marriage. Well, she yourself. wrote a song about me, and oh. then we fell in love ever since. She named the song. What she wrote? What a man. She wrote that song. <laughs> yeah, it's about me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a cover. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Okay, all right. Oh my goodness, maybe did she tell you that she wrote that song and you believed her? Yeah, I did. I feel silly now. <laughs> what a cuck. 
Uh, we don't like using that word anymore, BJ. Yes, we do. We don't. We don't like using the word cuck. I mean, it's it's it's, it's just. Would you like some soy with your punk IPA? <laughs> no, we don't. We don't do that either, HP. Look, look, look. We, we're trying to be. This is the one hundredth episode. And John Cleese was right. <laughs> okay, all right. No, no, we don't want any John Cleese talk. We don't want any cuck talk. We don't want any soy talk. We're, we're, it's all about peace and love today. Well, what happened to this person at the door? It's a good question. I think they got lost. Do we even know who was? I who believe was at the door? it was Tom Redman and his friend Tom Bloomman. Okay. Um. I. I he. It's very likely that Tom has gotten lost on his way up. He hasn't messaged me. Um, and it has been a while since he's actually been to um, my place. Uh, I always go one floor extra up by accident I, yeah. and then come down. It's really confusing. It keeps changing levels all the time. I, mean, just, um, I don't, I don't enjoy Lovecraft that. also confused by the uh, number of no, stairs. that was Joe Murphy. Okay, the racist, yes. Um, sorry, no, he's not different racist. people. They're different people. Connected by racism. <laughs> also, I can't say... Um, oh yes, the racist, because like HP Lovecraft is, Lovecraft is also racist, so there's gotta be a way to differentiate between the two racists. Stick on. to what you know. Well, it's true, it's true. Um, I, look, let's, let's try and take the racism, cuck, and soy talk down to minimum. We are well, not- You're conflating those two things. They're very different. Which ones? Uh, cuckism and racism. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're fairly similar. Cucks are not a race. <laughs> and if they were, because they would have, like, ceased to exist long ago. Because <laughs> of everyone else fucking their wives. Okay, okay. okay. I'm sorry, guys. This, this is supposed to be about books. Can we get it back on track there, Chin? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay. are, you saying, are you saying I've lost control of my podcast? I know what I'm doing. Yet. I am the captain now. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, shit. Let's are- talk about Infinite Jest. <laughs> No, no. DJ McHammer, what's your opinion on Infinite Jest? <laughs> Is this a mutiny? It's a captainy. Mm, I don't know if you're allowed to do I am the captain now, because that means that like, if you introduce yourself in any situation, right? Only if I say that I am the captain in the present. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I have to make it clear. All right, I, I, um, I accept your challenge uh, to my authority, and I see the the seat of uh, authority to you. So, BJ McHammer, what do you think about Infinite Jest? Do you uh, enjoy it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not as good as Fifty Shades of Grey. Best book ever written, oh. without a doubt. Um, um it was alright. Um, I'm just trying to think about what the sex was like in it. Oh! Doorbell! <laughs> butler! Butler! Open the, answer the door for me, please. That was the longest time it ever took anybody to get to a door. Mm. That's about ten minutes. <laughs> so long, so long. I do have a long drive though, a very long drive. Uh, Over. <laughs> Some say my drive is so long it's almost as if I'm compensating for something. Uh, but you not. also live in the loft of the basement. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, if it isn't my good friend Tom Redman in the house. We are clapping everybody who comes into the show. Tom, how have, how have you been? Good. <laughs> good. This building is like House of Leaves. That's yes. Uh, oh, that's a book. That's a good reference. As that's well. a really that's good a reference. Really good isn't reference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can we get back to the races? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I already need to go back to the shop that I've left my warm lasagna at. Oh, no. oh God. You left a warm lasagna? In, in a box. Takeaway box. Okay. All right. I didn't leave the, a plate. Okay. Yeah. And you left it at the shop? It looks like that way, yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. What a plonker. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can take all the time you need to get yourself uh, combobulated, uh, Tom. Um, we are about to start our discussion on today's book, uh, which is Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. Got there in the end, didn't I? Got there. We you finally did. I see to... control back to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I acted um, as a captain in an intimerary sort of way. That's not a word. But, um, uh, it's, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard actually no, getting No, it's very easy. Well, no, I, I feel that like, um, you, you just said, what did you think of this book as if you, it would it, it initiate a torrent of like insights from BJ Well, it Cameron. would have if a Tom Redmond had not arrived. <laughs> I, hey, hey, don't, a bad host blames his guests. I never blame my guests. Yeah, you do. When? When was the last time I blamed my guests? Last week, I believe. I'm, the secret podcast I recorded. You recorded the podcast, <laughs> and on the record and, and on the secret podcast that you recorded, I was the host without being aware of it, and he I blame the guest. I, I heard it. He was hiding behind your back. Right, right. Is that really? A, is that really a, 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 a podcast or just a secret spy recording? Yeah, the Stasi or the first oh, podcast. Oh, the podcast is being played now. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Oh my god. Who is that? That's you. That was you on the podcast. Over your own jokes. And then after that, but the recording failed. You failed to finish and okay. blamed the other guests yeah. on your podcast. you got the email. Wait, so, so you fucked so... that podcast up as well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the recording didn't work. Yeah, well... You know. And also, was that an impression of me on the podcast? Or was that a recording? That was you. That was, was actually you. the recording itself. It. That was very good. It was almost like you were in the room like, I with found me it at the time. anticlimactic. Oh, come on. You're better than that, Joe. Come on, come on. Okay. <laughs> What's the deal? No. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll come back to that. We'll circle back to that. Look. Oh, I, I wrote a new uh, Jerry Seinfeld line uh-huh. today. It's a line for Jerry Seinfeld to say. Uh-huh. Um, and it goes like this. It's, it, it, I don't know what the first three minutes of the bit is, <laughs> but this is how the bit ends. It goes, Are you inclined to recline? I think I'll decline. <laughs> okay. That is how every Seinfeld bit is structured. <laughs> Well, it checks out. It checks let's out. just repeat the bit. So, Chin, are you recording like an ASMR um, mm-hmm. podcast today? It's, um, <laughs> it's 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 all it's. I'm trying to branch out um, into making this a ASMR books podcast. Um, but it's also terrorism for people with misophonia. Oh, it's it's. Um, I, I can't be blamed for that sort of thing. I, I mean, you provided the snacks. I did. I can't be blamed Ooh. for that. I can't be blamed for people if people want to eat stuff. Joe Murphy just <laughs> fingered the crisps. <laughs> no, I'm doing an AMSR thing. Mm, okay. Don't do it again, <laughs> dumb idiot. <laughs> Don't wipe your ass beforehand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just anyway, I've been I've been working very hard lately. Yes, that's good. I mean, we. I thought we'd moved on. From that. <laughs> yeah. I thought we'd moved on from that. I thought um, I might talk BJ, about the books. BJ McCann was going to give a force on Excuse me. Who's that? Who's just oh. called out from under the table? I've been here. The, I've came in with um with Tom. Did you? I didn't yeah. see you. Why? 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 Why did you try to hide from us? I didn't. You you were under the table. I was just out in the hallway smoking jazz cigarettes. <laughs> okay, all right. I I I I I I think I remember I remember you. 
You are beloved comedy actor uh, and all-round raconteur, Tom Blumen. That's right. How have you been keeping yourself, Tom Blumen? Uh, I've had to get one of these things in my neck that helps me talk. Oh, oh one of those Bob Flowers devices. <laughs> yeah. Is it- yeah. Oh, yeah, me and Bob. We hang out sometimes. All disabled people hang out together. <laughs> He's coming. Yeah, where is he? Bob. Bob Flowers. Hello. <laughs> wow, he just appeared out of nowhere. We were just out in the hallway having some jazz cigarettes. Wow, did the butler just sort of let everybody in all of a sudden? <laughs> Speaking of ASMR. It's me, jazz cigarettes. Okay, okay, maybe you should cut down on that. Have you considered vaping? No. Okay, fine. Okay, really adamant. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How have you been keeping yourself, Bob? Well, I've been okay, you know. Still doing the Hollywood thing? For those who aren't. Yeah, here. well, that's why I've been hanging out with Tom Bloom. Both of you have got a project in the works. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, last time I, I spoke to you, you were having the Bob Flowers story uh, picked up by Steven Spielberg. Uh, the cover was going to be a giant crab holding a sword, and it was going to be called the Bob Flowers story. And I think that's as far Steve as Steve Boy gotten. Stop That Crab. It was called. That was called Steve Boy Stop That Crab. That's right. Well remembered, Johnny. Well remembered. So I've been cast in that film. So who are you playing? Bob. You're playing what, the younger Bob. We're the same age. Well, what, what happens is I wanted to remember the Blue Man group oh, okay. <laughs> to play the lead. The worst AMSR video I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It tingles us all. To play the lead in the film. So I wrote out Blue Man group and sent it to my assistant. And he got you he Tom, got Tom Blumen. I mean, to be fair, like... Judging from your assistant's past efforts, who never used to get further than the first name, um, you seem to have gotten at least a blue man, so... I ain't done all right. Yeah, you've been all right. I mean, this... this uh, uh, do we have a clip of... Uh, have you been filming or uh, screenplay-wise? Uh, <laughs> no, apparently. No, apparently? Okay. Nothing Nothing to show. Show us. Oh, I got this little the trailer. Uh, oh, the trailer. But the film's not been made. <laughs> We've got the, we made the film. You don't have a screenplay. We've just not edited, but we only edited these bits. Okay, let's let's have On a the look. trailer in the film. There is Tom Blumen. It's Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. I wanted Christopher Reeves, but it was wrong. <laughs> he dead. He is dead. Um, so maybe you actually your assistant actually did something. Did you a favor? No, bad. Okay, okay. Um, it, and some other Tom Boomer remembers the rest of the cast. Uh, the other character uh, playing uh, Bob's wife is Regina McCracken. Oh, beloved pop star and friend of the show, Regina McCracken, yeah. uh, singer of She's songs. She's doing a sort of Lady Gaga. What? She's playing Lady Gaga? No, no. <laughs> like, you know how Lady Gaga is an actor now? Yes. She's doing that. So, oh, okay. So she's going to be an actor. Yeah. She, and she has you, a lot of scenes with Tom Blumen because they play opposite each other. Right. Is he right. called Tom Blumen because he because he blows so many men? No, it's just my surname. <laughs> this podcast needs a wiki. Yeah. No, I don't think I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, 
I, I find it interesting that you said that like um uh, she's doing a Lady Gaga like a lot of singers become a- um actors like do you say that they're all doing a Lady Gaga? Gas. So David Bowie when he was in the Man Who Fell to Earth in the the Nicholas Rogue movie was he doing a Lady Gaga? Yeah. Ice Cube when he starred in Boys in the Hood and Friday and Next Friday and Are We There Yet? He I was don't know why you keep asking me things because I'm going to say yes. To <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ice T when he went. Uh, oh my god! He wasn't even meant to be in that movie, Ice no? T. <laughs> oh yeah, I just was thirsty. <laughs> what about Brie Larson? Because she started off as a singer and then she became um, Captain Marvel and became an actress. Was she doing a Lady Gaga? I think you could ask Bob about that. <laughs> okay, Bob. Well, it was meant to be Brie Olsen. Yeah. That's the end of that story. Who's Brie Olsen? <laughs> One of the Olsen twins. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I've actually got a pretty good joke about Brie Larson, but it's a bit too cheesy. <laughs> Feminist. Bob, what's the joke? What? When did Brie? When, when did HP oh. Lovecraft become a pun writer? <laughs> Is that what you're moving into now, um, HP? That's just. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I get them so confused. Yeah, yeah. They sound wildly different. <laughs> no, I, I, they, I, I'm not very good with accents. But they look exactly the same. <laughs> they do look the same. They sound the same to me as well. Like they they're both the racist. Same, hold the same know? views, especially on Brexit. Oh, you have a view on Brexit. I do. Um, is that? I'm, I'm sorry. Who am I talking to? H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft or Joe Murphy now? Joe Murphy. <laughs> right. Okay. And what is your view on Brexit? My view on Brexit is, oh God, a horrible squid is taking me away. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, Cthulhu just killed Joe before he was going to say what about what he's going to say about oh Brexit. Oh my God, no, he's gone and died. But he said that you guys had the same opinion. <laughs> on <laughs> Oh no, I'm in the same pickle I was in before. Oh no. Wait, what? <laughs> What's your opinion on Quebec? Independence. Well, to, to bring you back to the oh, yeah, I'm so thank there. you, yeah, yeah, thank so. you, Harren, thank you. Because I mean, that's kind of ethno-nationalism so mm-hmm. in Canada, mm-hmm. and it's something that happens in the book yeah. Infinite Jest, which we haven't talked about yet. Oh, interesting. That's my view on the uh, the, the what the ethno state. Oh, uh, <laughs> <door bell. laughs> get the door. Get the door. <laughs> Who's there? Hello. Well. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> it's lots of people. It's lots of people. Oh. It's just two. Oh, okay. Hey, it's it's the return of Tom Redmond with his lasagna now. So a new a new guest for the show. Warm lasagna. Warm lasagna, how have you been? Oh, and it's our good friend, Ben Lund Conlon. Hello. Um, we don't have a lot of space. Everyone um, go around the table and introduce yourself. Yeah, introduce yourself onto the show, because now one it's... One of us. It's, one of it's, us. Um, Gobble gobble. Please take a seat. Please take a seat and introduce yourselves. Um, uh, and get ready to talk about Infinite Jest, I guess. And we're, sure. We are ready deep into the conversation. Well, we're not, actually. We've barely even talked about it. But, um, um, We've said the name. We've said the name. <laughs> and the author. We've said the author. Oh, do you do you know everybody here, by the way? Uh, yes. Ben, Tom, Johnny, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, uh, Tom Blumen, and B.J. McCammer, uh, Aaron X, the captain, and Bob Flowers. Great. 
Yeah. Hi everyone. Yeah. Um, um, good. I'm, I, I hate introducing people. It's um, it gives me anxiety because I always <laughs> worry. You chose to become the host of a guest-based podcast. I always, I always believe in facing your fear, like um, headfirst, just charge right in there, regardless of how you may be feeling. No matter how many times you uh, you, you get panic attacks, you just gotta mm, get right in there. I mean, I started this podcast because I was afraid people would find out I couldn't read. Uh, and but you've got wait, what? And, yeah, and <laughs> wait, but done a hundred episodes. You've read all the books. Yes, of course I have. But you can't read. That's right. Audio books. I that, that is not reading, Ben. Thank you for trying to be kind. <laughs> Disappointing. For but that is listening. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, that's the thing. It, I've gotten to episode one hundred without having uh, having read any of the books. Or knowing how to read, or even learning to read, you would have thought at some point during all this podcast, I would have picked up at least one word. Is that a cabinet of lies? <laughs> it is actually just a picture of a cabinet of lies. Audio medium. What the cabinet? No, I'm just explaining to Joe that <laughs> if, if he looks at something, the audience can't see him yeah. looking at it, and so he needs to say what he's referring to. Be fair though, the majority of the podcast audience is here. Yes, it's true. It's <laughs> yeah. very true. Uh, I find this at work, actually, because, Ken, sorry, I'll get it done on Wednesday, <laughs> but because I'm having to do these work podcasts mm. and I keep forgetting that, like, you speak and it doesn't come out in your eyes. Right. Oh, wait a second, aren't you dead? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Well, you been taken up. by Swin. Okay. I got dragged off by Cthulhu before I could mention all my racist views. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's true. But you've, you're back now. Apparently, even Cthulhu couldn't back. stop you from getting your racist, racist views than out ever. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've done that on this show. Um, oh, no, this is the first time that Tom Blumen and Tom Redman have ever met. This is true, actually. It's, um, Tom. Meet Tom. Hi. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I, I was. We were actually having this discussion um, uh, off air um, uh, when Tom Blumen came on, and I said to Tom Blumen, like, "Oh, um, I, I, I might know one of your relatives, actually, uh, Tom Redman. Do you know him?" And uh, Tom Blumen said, "Like, no, that's not how relatives work." Oh. Yeah, kind of like so the rainbow yeah. family. Kind of yeah, family. yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, Butler, get oh, the door. Oh, shit. <coughs> um, yeah, no, Tom, Tom Blumen has left the room. I mean, like, um, I, I'm sure you've got a lot in common. He, he's, there's two things that Tom Blumen lo- loves doing, um, show business and smoking jazz cigarettes. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. I've got variety across, across the family, really. We have, um. Oh, so you are related. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I was confused. I thought you weren't related. Uh, uh maybe a Blumen, but not, like the blooming as far as my life's concerned. Right, okay. Because yeah. you are from Yorkshire. Mm. Uh-huh. And yeah. the acronym for remembering the rainbow is Richard of York Game Battle in vain. Oh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> that's how family works. That's how family I don't need works. to tell you, Chin. Yep. Um, that's how Your cousin knows. Or... That's, that's exactly. No, no, that's, uh, that's literally, I uh, did a, a work shadowing placement at 21 and Me. Um, you know, that place where you send the swabs of your own spirit. 21 and Me. Yeah, 21 and I Me. Think- they got some little forever. Yeah, forever. yeah, exactly. Do you not think it seems a bit Nazi? Twenty, twenty-three in me. <laughs> you are six percent Aryan. No, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. No, but I, 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 it's not twenty-three in me. It's no, twenty-one in me. He's not sixty percent Aryan. Do you oh, know no. Gary Blumen is older than Gary Redman. Is he? Oh wait, wait, yeah. wait which Tom. one's the massive? Are we talking about Gary Blumen, not Tom Blumen? Was that always the case? Or has there been a kind of a blue shift in? Uh... <laughs> It's a physics degree. Oh, no, no, no. Fine, I'm coming in. I know. 
Um, but what I find really interesting okay, about Infinite Jest <laughs> is because you have Onan, that sort of North American sort of super state. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the the president who's in charge is is. He's, he's a famous crooner, I can't remember his uh, name. He's like a, a sort of Reagan stroke um, Kennedy figure, and there's all these sort of like threats of nuclear war. Whereas, meanwhile, we've got this young kid, Hal. He's working at a tennis, tennis academy. His father is like coming in to like, like, he's kind of this absent figure. In fact, he's dead. That's how absent he is. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, this is something. This is me. I believe that we were talking about me. Wait, wait. <laughs> I just want to pick up on him up on one point. This was something you found interesting. Yeah, I found the plot interesting. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to know. Um, but so you were you were telling us the plot there of Infinite Jest for a second there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Let's, I, that's let's, what we're let's here look to back do. That. <laughs> this is what we're here to do. Oh god, sorry guys, I haven't actually read this book. Shall I pretend I've read it or something? I mean, I guess it's too late to back out now. Um, yeah. yeah, like um, you, didn't, you didn't have to tell us that. I'm sure you would have been able to like uh, convince us you'd yeah, read just the book. Out and post and yeah, I can do that. I can. Yeah. But you've really, you've really told everybody here. Yeah. Everybody I don't feel like Ben said enough. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, <laughs> I also I didn't know which book we were gonna do today. Um, um, it's true, actually, I didn't tell any. I so didn't tell I, a lot of people. Um, but luckily, I finished reading Infinite Jest literally yesterday. So. Uh, <laughs> That's not just by coincidence. Oh, that's nice. I think, um, actually... Uh, I really like all the jokes. <laughs> there are a lot of jokes. There are an infinite number of jokes in it. Yeah, yeah. Really but... I couldn't read it. I... I... I, um, I mean, when I was drunk <laughs> once, I blended it down and had an infinite just smoothie. Okay. And okay. the... Um, it's a novel oh. about addiction and you drank it. Uh, well, but I didn't drink another one though, so not necessarily addicted am I? You didn't read it. I would expect more from Tom Well-Read Man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking Tom Well-Read Man since my early twenties <laughs> to help my hectic lifestyle. <laughs> what was involved in your hectic lifestyle? <laughs> um, I work at a call centre now. That's uh, that's hectic. Oh, okay. To get to a whole centre. That's what I heard. Yeah, I'm mine. <laughs> I, I um, I, w- I want to go back to everybody who is actually like. L- let's just take a, like a little like um, uh, a straw poll here. Who's actually read this book here today? Let's all raise our hands. <laughs> just say I if you've read the book. I. I. So that's everybody, right? I heard the word I, and oh. with our gentle feet, I've heard the name of Chidensy Sweets, who with a many a mickle moral and many, many, many sorrows, there he comes who makes bitter life as sweet as honey. Oh my god. I am the poet Robert Burns. <laughs> it's Robert Burns! I'm Yay! So good, so good. What? That is that. That was an entrance. That's how you do an yeah. entrance rhyming. Um, I, I, I anticipate everybody should be, should be rhyming. We shouldn't at some have point. him on. He's too good. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Anybody who's good should be on this show. Apparently, um, Robert, what brings you here today? When I heard first through the thrushes, many as sweet dawn's tasty brushes caress my face, and no mistake, there was faking lit at stake, and on I came to help it out with many a little mickle moot, and then we see lest clonches catch ye unawares. I'll come over here, up three flights of stairs. Yes! I have 
one problem with that poem. Yes? It did rhyme, but none of it made any sense. <laughs> what, what, what's not to make sense? Because out of the words didn't connect. What do you mean? I understood what he was doing. He heard that we were doing the infinite chest. He walked up three flights of stairs and came here. What's yeah, but there was a whole bit in between that didn't mean anything. That's if the old <laughs> Scots tongue is too hard for ye, <laughs> you shall leave here. Covered in pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they do that. That one makes sense. only two lines. Yes, sir. <laughs> and stung by a giant bee. Oh, HP. HP, HP. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Give us, give us, give us your, um, your, 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 like, baroque descriptions of, um, of, um, unseen, nameless, uh, old horrors. But don't, don't try and, you know, rhyme because that's Burnsy's thing, isn't it? Give us a description of something that can't be described. <laughs> and then I want you to, to build something that's so big that you, even you can't get <laughs> it. Oh, so how's Brexit coming? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Um, Robert, um, can I just say, I, I'm, I'm really astounded to meet you. I'm a big fan. I really like that bit where um, Lenny kills the rabbit. That's uh, it's my favourite bit of your work. Ah, an old common mistake for which you are no offence I'll take. For here we have one robs is every bobby. And any man who's, whose face is bad as jobbies will know that still. I am Robert Burns. And through rhyming skill, not socius allegory, my life I earn. Mm. Yeah, I found your book a lot easier to read than understand you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't fucking make a lick of sense, because if you have the chance of pence to spend on a little bit to learn of future, you will know if many a, a stitch or suture will put together the great <laughs> rhythm. Excuse me, what is, what is a suture? A suture is uh, how you cure a wound, interrupt again, and you'll have one, you'll fund. <laughs> Um, look, just like this is um, this is one of the best uh, freestyle uh, rap battles I've ever witnessed in my life. But can I just make it clear? <laughs> oh, Robert Burns is here. Yes, I know, I know. I, I, I'm fully, I'm fully uh, aware of it. I am in awe. Um, we always enjoy it when you uh, lay down uh, um, some like amazing rhymes with us, uh, Robert. Uh, but um, I want to, I want to focus on the book. I, I want to talk about. <laughs> Infinite Jest now. Yeah! Can I talk about Infinite Jest? Um, um, without any inter- Oh, who's there? Who's there? Come Hello? in, come in! Is that a, is that a Mr. T here? That's me! Oh my goodness, your who's that? Dry cleaning! Ah, oh, I don't remember doing- Oh, I got your, your dry cleaning. Come over here, come over here, yeah. come on. You've, 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 He's not the same, Mr. T. What, what's going on in here? Then? We're doing a podcast. Who, who are you? Who are you? What's all your names? Oh, okay, um, I guess I should make some introductions. Johnny. Hiya. Uh, Robert Burns. Hello. Hello. <laughs> ben. Hi. Uh, Joseph Murphy. You're not welcome here, sheep fucker. <laughs> and H.P. Lovecraft. Um, <laughs> Taron X. Hello. Uh, BJ McHammer. Hi. Uh, uh, Tom Blumen. Hi. Uh, Bob Flowers. Ah. Uh, uh, the Captain. Well, hello there. Uh, Tom. I know this man. I didn't know him. Okay, that's oh, good. Oh, I was, 
I was here another time, wasn't I? I oh, yeah. I, I'll be honest. Uh, it was Chin, wasn't it, Mister T? That's Chin. right. Chin. Do I know you? I, I'll be honest. I, I, I don't think we've met before, but I, I can't remember names very well. But maybe, perhaps, I would be able to remember these people if they you told me their ages. <laughs> <laughs> if you could all, I, I <laughs> you want me? You want me to tell you their ages? Well, I just you're telling me all these names. Is, I can't remember them uh, unless you write them down. Okay. So I, we, we write them. I'm a dry cleaner. I, 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 also, down. I you found the, the food is sweet. Okay. I eat it for every time I eat. <laughs> so so you want you want me to tell you their ages and what foods they eat. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm less, less interested in the, in, the, in the cuisine, but it is it is it would be nice. I, I, I think it's very rude for me to, uh, to suppose people's ages because if I get it wrong, it's very insulting. It's very insulting, especially since some people here are no longer technically with us, ah. HP. Mm. Uh, Is this a... Uh, I thought this was a, a soiree. A soiree? It's more of a shindig. <laughs> a shindig. Uh. I mean, by all means... If he's, if he's gone, is this more of a seance? I mean, he kind of invites himself to the show. I, I, we don't summon his spirit. His spirit just turns up, no, drawn to the, um, the, the, the spirit of like, uh, of talking about books, I assume. Um, he's drawn to not, the conversation. Not a vampire then. Not a vampire, uh, no. Are you a vampire, HP? No, no. So what I am is I'm drawn to outdated views. So now <laughs> Donald Trump and Brexit are back. My views have come back with them. Ugh. Ugh, ugh. So, what? My great, 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 great granddad was a vampire. That's true. I always forget this about you, Well, man. he sounds like a pretty good granddad. He's great. He's still he's still around. He takes me out. Doesn't he run in the blood? <laughs> I got a lot of time for the, the vampires, actually. They, a lot of business you get from a vampire as a dry cleaner. The, 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 the blood, you, you guys, fantastic. You, you, half I'll pass that on. Yeah, you're right. I'll give you my card. Uh, you don't have a few of those left. I could ring them and put them in my throat hole. Excuse me, why I did not realise HP Lovecraft had a throat hole, um, which he stored stuff in. Um, is this something that you... It's his known character trait. Yeah. I, 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 oh, show me that throat hole. Well, that's pretty capacious. That's pretty capacious. What else have you got in that throat hole? Sorry, I'm, I'm just showing the microphone. I know, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Um, for the explanation from the audience at home, um, HP oh, Lovecraft is showing. Oh, it's a microphone. Yes, yeah, it is. I, I keep, oh. Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting. I think it like what's the one oh. that goes into your eye hole, and what what does that go into the ear or the? I can't remember how things work. <laughs> yeah, I thought you had a giant. This is earphones for a giant. <laughs> No, no. Sorry, what's your name? Who are you? I I'm dry Tony, cleaner jo- Tony Jones. You, you, dry clean. I don't remember the names of all my servants. He's also now the CEO of LinkedIn. <laughs> How do you know this? Because I know who the CEO of. LinkedIn okay, is. fair enough, fair enough. So, because you went back in time. How do you know that? <laughs> I remember. Okay, all right. You seem to know a lot about Tony Jones. Well, I know a lot about who I need to know a lot about. Okay, fair enough, the captain. You <laughs> might be, also, you might be very easy useful. to find out about Tony Jones because, as the CEO of LinkedIn, his LinkedIn profile features <laughs> everywhere he's ever been. <laughs> yeah, his, his resume CEO says of LinkedIn. Eighteen hundred and ninety-four to present. <laughs> it does say in the CEO his LinkedIn profile. I went back in time and became CEO of LinkedIn. So yeah. More for me. Um, Tony, would you like to join us on today's uh, episode? We're celebrating a very special occasion. What's the occasion? It's the 100th episode. We've been doing this 100 times. 
this exact same thing that you're seeing right now. A radio play. It, no, it's not a radio play. It's a podcast. You know what podcast? But are. what if it was a radio play? Hmm. I think it would go a little something <laughs> like this. Thunder. <laughs> we join our fellow travelers as they meet inside an old house. There is Chin T, the captain. Um, Ernest Klein. <laughs> B.J. McHammer, Tom Redman, uh, Mr. McRacist, Tony, and Ben. One of them has a secret. Well, I have a secret. Well, I guess we should all talk at the same time over each other. On the count of three. One, two, three. Harry, do you have a speech? Oh, is that how we end plays now? <laughs> we end plays with a clinking glass and something. It's still the play. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I didn't expect it to be so meta textual. <laughs> Breaking the yeah. Uh, yeah, you broke it, didn't you? Hey, guys, who's got Chekhov's gun? <laughs> <laughs> so- um. We, I'm going to draw this play to a close because I believe it's actually like a cutting into valuable book discussion time. That's literally what Puck does in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Just says, I'm going to stop this That's now. his ending monologue. It's him saying, oh, by the way, the play is over now. I get the feel I have to stay home, but you can't stay here. That's why Shakespeare was the best. Nobody had ever tried doing that. Just have a character say, the end, and then end the play. He ends the play with, um, if we've offended you, I'm sorry. It's just a play, which is why Shakespeare is a better writer than Hannah Gadsby. Oh! (laughs) That is not a slam. (laughs) Everyone agrees that Shakespeare is a better writer than a stand-up that put no jokes in their act. (laughs) When she says that's your last joke, why didn't everyone get up and leave? Because they were too busy clapping. How can you leave? You can't leave whilst walking backwards towards the exit. You wouldn't be able to see where the exit was. It's very distracting clapping and walking. Have you tried it? So it's people quite... around the Queen often have to like fall over the corgis. They do. They They're not do. allowed to turn their back on the Queen. That's they right. Have to walk out of every room backwards, but she's got a lot of corgis. Yeah, do you know who was really? He had no problem. Breaking a, news. Is that a real thing? Breaking news. You can't turn the your queen, back on the Queen. The Queen has a lot of corgis. But that's the thing. <laughs> is that thing? Honestly, like, it sounds like a joke as well, but it also uh, sounds like it could be true. Is that true? Everything I say is true. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not true. Though, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, you can't no, turn your back on the Queen. It's true. You can't turn your back on the Queen. But I know. But why do you think she's the Queen? Yeah. Because she's the most dangerous woman in England. Yeah. I say that reminded yeah. me. If you turn your back at her, yeah, yeah. dead. Yeah, because it was like the episode of Doctor Who with the angels, you know. And if you like don't look at them, they get you. That's so right. Quite not just like kind of like the uh, the ghosts on Mario Brothers kind of thing. She's just a bit. Of, bit you can't of even assassin. blink at the Queen. Uh, Why do you think they made so many well? pubs after her? Mm. Sorry, that doesn't follow. <laughs> because I, I never was, the captain. What I like about him, there's a recent character development. It's now a fucking logician. Yeah, <laughs> well, you have Bertrand Russell's turned up. <laughs> Do you think the British anthem would be better if it was the haunted house theme in Super Mario Brothers World? Completely different. Oh no, you, you went for Mario Three. I was going for Mario World. It's interesting how our brains work. It's interesting that I've only played one of the games, clearly. How brains work is a major theme of Infinite Jets, and what I really like the games <laughs> is how there's like an idea of like a sort of a sub addiction, like a addiction like 
as a response to depression. And how they, um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's always like, like he compares it to jumping out of a burning building. Like, you know, the jump is. I'm like, sorry, I'm gonna have to cut in right there. Because I want to talk about the book. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, I don't know what that was, but, like, there's not the book talk that I was looking for. Um, look, let's get real here. Infinite Chess is a massive book. It's over a thousand pages long, and it comes with its own mythology. And the like, pages are thin as well. They're very thin. And it's got loads of footnotes. I mean, how do you feel about footnotes that just take over the narrative like that? Like, like the author is interrupting themselves to actually make their point uh, to you. I noticed the footnotes. I read... Um their brief interviews with hideous men. Oh yes, no, 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 no. That no. was a headache. Oh gosh, you know. I mean, like yeah. he's a very, uh, uh, he's noted and famous, David Foster Wallace, for his footnote usage. And mm. and, and oh, that- this is influenced just by David Foster Wallace. What did you think it was? Oh, I, I, I was, I read the other Infinite Jest. What was the other Infinite Jest? Um, it was a three hundred page joke book. Julia's <laughs> oh, quite finite Jess. moderately finite Jess. Oh, is it a play? <laughs> like, on the last page it says, turn back to page one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Wait, so when you say you finished? <laughs> that's even that's better than Peter Serafinowitz had the book uh, yeah. A Billion Jokes. I think it was like 100 pages. I, but, yeah. I really like the footnotes of that book. Get cheese. Uh, that only works. <laughs> oh, sorry, um, Ken? Um, what I've done is I've picked up my shoe and I've looked at it and yeah again I'll get it done by Wednesday who is Ken and why is Joseph a racist by the way I'm I'm, I'm sorry just one at a time to answer Tom's question Ken is a co-worker of uh, of Joe's who um, is apparently going to listen this far into this episode (laughs) um, which is very optimistic yeah Uh, I made the brazen promise that I'd like send in my podcast but you know that was just a silly thing I was I think, in a rush I think it might be necessary to he's provide he's quite high uh, up in the organisation as well then, it's quite sad in which in which so, case we should definitely provide him with time marks where you re- yeah. address him specifically Wait, so why is it sad no because it's all racist isn't it I'll get the sack well, well me not everyone else if you uh, if you need to Kill this man! I can, uh, I, I can try clean anything you need. Wait a <laughs> second, Tommy! Whoa, 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 whoa! So when you said you offer dry cleaning services, my, uh, my business hat on, and I, 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 we, we can do a service. Wait a second! It's like wait, wait. When you say you're a dry cleaner, was that a euphemism? I, oh, I, I've I, been literally giving just, you clothes I, I, to clean. I just mean that there, there'll probably be a lot of blood involved. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not gonna, you're, you're not a cleaner in quote marks. Oh no. So you don't kill people? Oh, I'm offended. Oh, sorry. I thought, from the way you were talking, I thought you were saying, yeah, I'm a cleaner, wink, wink. Oh, I, I, when I see a business opportunity, I, li- I like to jump on it. And I, I think you're going to go kill this man. And that's the only way out of this, otherwise you're using your job. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like if you're going to kill him, I... Uh, I'll try. To, I'll get rid of his clothes. Okay. Yeah, this is so but only the clothes. I'm not a Clothes, and I'll wash your clothes. So your business approach was when you overheard somebody talking about killing somebody else. They said, "Hmm, there's probably going to be some dry cleaning involved. I better get in that." And your opening gambit is like, "I hear you're going to kill somebody. Well, I can offer my cleaning services. You don't. You're, you're sure people won't take the wrong, get the wrong end of the stick, and think you're offering to kill people." Well. No. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, okay. That's an interesting question. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you ran a book shop, mm-hmm. um, and someone bought that book, and then they cut out the shape of a gun, yes. and used that book to store their gun, <gasps> yes. would you be responsible for that murder? That's what happens in the Shawshank Redemption. 
Well, chin, so the chin shells are broken. Someone, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there was a gun inside. No, um, that's a very good question. Um, I, I own the bookshop. This is my bookshop. Kind of a dream. I think you're. Yeah, I may like it, but this one is yours. Okay, all right. So this is my bookshop, and somebody has hollowed out one of my books and put a gun shape in the side of the book to hide a gun. Only after paying full price plus fat okay. for the book. Okay, but so that means that they there. use a um, a national book voucher. Um, no, but they did. <laughs> what they did do is they uh, they they sent a postal order to Scholastic. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, to get their kids' book for free. Okay, all right. Um, Lots being said. Yeah, started a business. You know, a dry cleaning slash gun shaped holes in books kind of business, and then you just have to sort of. I, yeah, I mean that could be my sideline dry cleaning as well. Crime, but I, uh, crime. Yes, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a legitimate book book uh, shop owner, and I think in that the scenario that um, you've laid out there, uh, technically, they, if they paid for the book, the book is now their property. They can do whatever they want with it. It's not my responsibility anymore. Ah, so that's fascinating. So. Do you also accept that the Chapman brothers can deface Goya paintings? Because they paid for those paintings. It's true. And, oh, I guess they can. And I can, I, I, <laughs> to clarify, Jin, what I'm doing here is I know you've agreed that you're fine with murder. I'm not trying to trap you by saying, are you, you're fine with murder, but also you're fine with defacing art. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, by my logic, I, I, I don't have to be happy about it, but yeah, they, they, Bought those those uh, drawings, those Goya drawings. Is they your dry cleaning business actually a very on the nose front for money laundering? I, I, it's not my dry cleaning oh, business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that's a tad racist. I'm honest. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Uh, we don't want to be racist here. I, I just want to make that clear. We're it's really my dry cleaning business, and uh, it's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Oh, oh I see. Yeah, I see why. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, literally, literally, nobody was thinking that until you put it in their heads. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm Look, glad I'm, you picked up on that. I'm a bigger fan of Bugsy Malone as the next. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that was. Uh, we, we, we noticed that though. But no, you're right. You're right. Uh, can I just say, speaking of uh, books, uh, if anyone you, you mentioned book tokens, I got loads of book tokens. Anyone wants to? You get twenty. Twenty quid. I'm doing for a fiver. How much? Fiver. Why do you I have so? Why do you have so many book tokens? He leaves them in his, you know, suit. Wait. Oh. So, oh wait. Wait. You're stealing my book tokens. Whatever he legally, that's why he brings it in the right cleaner. It legally, it's mine. That's not how legally, it works. It's mine. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. This that's is the same it. philosophy that uh, a dry cleaner stole my best coat hanger once. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh. Name them. Name and shame. <laughs> I think I think it was him. Well, it was. It, it... I, I brought my suit in on my best suit hanger. It came back on one of those crappy little oh, wire oh, things. Shit, that man. is a travesty. That is we. Wooden it was. No, we my God. It. I'm going to call honest, my friends it. at the MI6 and get them to look into this. <laughs> is that what they do? Is that what MI6's job No, obviously not. That's what all they do, but they can do it. <laughs> Legally, it's ours. And we, we frame that. That's a that's a nicest frame we, we ever gave. To I, the, 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 I framed the coat hanger. <laughs> oh, what a lovely hanger. I don't, think, I, I don't agree with this. I think you, you, you were stealing. You, you've committed the crime. You've committed the crime. I'm okay, no book tokens because it's drugs. Like people leave that. That's definitely a that. crime. That's definitely two crimes. No, no I didn't. It's not because you said book tokens. Yeah, come on, five for five pounds for a twenty pound book token. But I reckon 
buying books online, you could buy more books for £5 than a £20 book token would get you in store. <laughs> so your business model, well, that which is, is crime, is flawed. <laughs> <laughs> but it does support local bookshops. And that is what's most oh, important. Oh, sure, and I'm, a, and I'm a big fan of supporting local Wait, bookshops. so when you give a book token to a shop, do they... Get to cash that in with like the government and get some the, money I mean, from it. They basically yeah, see that as money. Otherwise, why would they that, do that? To get you in! To fucking get you in the door! If that's the case, I may as well. Up. I should set my own bookshop off because I've got loads of book tokens. I got lo- he's been using me for years. I got lo- I, I could just cash them in. Okay, alright. They expire very quick, quickly. Check the small print. They've got like six months on them and then they're gone. Their cash value is not point not not one pence. That's like official. Wow. That'd be really. Well, also, they're legal tender. Yeah, of not point not not one pence. So get a hundred of those together, and maybe buy a little <laughs> a little a little chewy <laughs> fried egg. Sorry, Mister. I've got. I reckon I got a few hundred. Yeah, I've been really stockpiling. Do you yeah. reckon people would buy more books if they were in hangers, like in clothes shops? You'd be like. Oh, that's a nice Ooh. book. I'll buy that. Sorry, HP, the mics. <laughs> <laughs> no mics over here. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Who's Mike? Who's Mike? Mike? <laughs> oh, do you know my middle fucking name is Mike? Imagine that. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Mike Jones. TMJ. That's what they call me. Uh, uh, look, uh, this has been fascinating. Uh, I, I, I do think you, you are guilty of a crime. All right, then Stealing my heart. Oh, take him to court. Take him to court. Had a long time. Take him to court. No book tokens. No drugs. Weapons. No, 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 no. Like I, you, you support local bookstores, and that makes you kind of a Robin Hood figure in my book. Uh, but um, you are also. I steal from everyone. Rich and the poor. Oh God. I steal. I steal oh, from my customers. Sorry, stop interrupting my podcast. <laughs> I'm Steve Conad, and welcome to Conad. Take my name, and welcome to the Brandflex podcast with me, Steve Conag. This week we're talking about infinite jest because no one else seems to want. Thanks. No drop. You no, know, I no, just, no, just thanks. Just thanks. And okay. my dog is also here. Oh no, not this person. Muffalo, muffalo. This you are a person. Fucking You're still doing this. Life. You're still doing this person thing. I'm a dog! Okay, all right, all right. Obviously a dog. Anyway, I'm here. I got my million dollar thing with Netflix, so I'm going to back back to that in five minutes. Five minutes. Anyone, anyone? I need a fourth straight man for my show. Anyone? I'm a very straight man. Do you want to be on Straight Eye for the Queer Guy? Wasn't that Straight Eye for the Career Guy? <laughs> I, once met, oh, okay, okay, I okay. once met a really depressed gay man who ended up committing suicide. Oh my god! That is a niche podcast That's, reference. It's 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 it's, it's that podcast Stown. Stown. Yeah, Stown. Like the um, that was a, a spin-off of Serial. Ah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. It's interesting because you run an abortion podcast, Steve. Yeah. And, um, and, yes. there's, and, uh, and there's a massive incest uh, backstory going on in Infinite Jest. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, I'm off. Back, <laughs> back to Netflix. D- Johnny, do you want to be on Square Out for the Queer Guy? What does it pay? £12. For how long? 12 minutes. It's all right. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm off. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Steve and R- Ruffalo. That was a very unexpected interruption. I, I, I've lost my place. Um, let me try and think what I was saying before. That's right. Uh, Robin Hood figure... 
Infinite Jess. That's right. That's where we were. Infinite Jess is a book. Um, Wait, I've got a question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of him as a man. I've got nothing but respect for him. Yes, yes. Tom Irvin arrived and he said, I've left a warm lasagna in the shop. He went to go get it. He's now eating chicken and rice. <laughs> Out of a little box, like a little Tupperware box. But not he's, he's not bought Tupperware, he's just reused like one from the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it looks like nice chin. Nice. No, this was in the shop. I'll give you self service. Self service from now. One. When I went back, um, I decided actually um, on closer inspection, the uh, the lasagna had peas in it, which is obviously oh. disgusting. What? So, not good uh, for my hangover, Tom. Um, actually, I know somebody's probably got like um, really good, strong like uh, opinions on um, foods. Uh, um, Alice has some very strong opinions on what food should be where. Where do you stand in the whole peas and lasagna debate, Alice? Oh, yeah. Hi, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. have actually been here the whole time. I've been really enjoying this. Yeah. No, um, I'm, I mean, like, typ- typically we I've have sidelined. Yeah, we typically <laughs> sidelined the woman in the room um, whilst all yeah. the guys just talk over her. That's uh, weird. We only have one woman. Yeah. No, that's not true. You've had 13 BJ. guys. You've had BJ. BJ's had... not a, a woman. She's a lady. She's a I lady. Suppose, yeah. The grumbler came back? Yeah! Look out that bone! <laughs> okay, alright. What do you have to say about peas and lasagna? Who are we talking to? <laughs> I'm talking to um, Ruffalo, I'm talking to Alice, I'm talking to all the people over in that, in that um, area there. I have to say, peas and lasagna, pretty, pretty weird. Sweet corn. Oh, not yeah. lasagna. That is even weird. Oh, that but is what about peas as a side? Not not baked into lasagna. You no, no, I, I don't understand having sides with lasagna. The only thing you could have on mushy the side, peas. No, the only thing you could have on the side would be salad. Peas are the bogeys of Satan. They're absolutely <laughs> disgusting, and they're high in FODMAP. You want, you want me? <laughs> you want your crazy fool? <laughs> the FODMAP diet, it's crazy. So peas are harder to digest than carrots. If you want to have a smooth poo and not expand your intestines, you got to keep that FODMAP down. Ignore it. Like, oh. Lovecraft knew so much about modern dieting fads. I did, I did. As anybody who's read I- any HP Lovecraft, it's filled with like um, nice dietary tips, uh, like the uh, Color Out Space is actually like a good uh, ten-step guide to remaining like um, keto like uh, consistent. Um, and mm. essentially, like like uh, all of the at the mountains of madness, mm. uh, the madness being eating too many carbs. Yeah, mountains uh, of mesh. Yeah, the only character, yeah. the only character who survives actually consists of his diet on tuna that wasn't a sentence (laughs) but what he does cut that out (laughs) (laughs) no I believe I I don't think I will I think I will leave that in I always thought Americans said tuna tuna Tuna, not tuna. Yeah, but in the 19th century, no, sorry, they would tuna. have a different accent. Yeah. This is like that scene in Inglorious Bastards when, you know, he finds out he's not German, you know. Mm. Because he raises his yeah, yeah, yeah. like He found out I'm actually an Englishman by saying tuna. Well, you come from New England, don't you? I do, actually. You were right. Yeah. You yeah, made yes. that logical. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm missing a complete opportunity to get H.P. Lovecraft to critique the work of an, another writer, uh, David Foster Wallace. Are you familiar with <laughs> the work of David Foster Wallace, H.P.? Well, actually, I died 60 years before this book came out. Is that right? No. <laughs> when did this book it came out? out in the 90s. Oh. The oh. 1990s. Oh. So. <laughs> Do you know H.R. Geiger was a big fan of the Marie Kondo method? <laughs> no, I did not know that. 
Just on the same as H.P. Uh, Lovecraft being into modern dieting. Okay. I just thought that was thematically connected. HR... It is. It's like it's an alien. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm not sure. Big fan of the Marie Kondo method. And what is that? That's why the alien lasted into space. In what sense, darling? Guys, shush, they're having a conversation. Well, shut up, everyone. One at a time, everybody. I know that there's a good... There's something here. There's something going on there. There's something going on here. No, no, no. That was also a decent joke by the captain about the alien being glassed at the space because it did not give him joy because, but, but that doesn't make sense because H.R. Giger was not the one glassing the alien he demanded it H.R. Giger inserted himself into the movie up really scum said how really blast that alien into space so his voice changed immediately after saying hi Ridley indeed yeah. Okay. yeah just think at the beginning of that film it starts with a whole ship full of people at the end like much smaller ship one person and mm-hmm. then she leaves the ship. Exactly. So, the protagonist is this, is this of how Alien this room's gonna go? We got one woman, sorry, go on. Is, is the spaceship <laughs> removing clutter, people, <laughs> and a cat, yeah. and an alien? Do you reckon she farted more when all the men were dead? You know, she just let herself go, like, oh, <laughs> I can finally fart now. And so that's. In your, in your opinion, yeah. the, the movie Alien was one woman's mission to, to fart. fart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, finally. And guess what else they can't hear you do in space? That's why that big, you know, that big release of pressure, you know, when they opened up the doors into... She's <laughs> clawing on with the yellow robot arms I mean, no, machine I, thing. I, at the risk that's of, an alien yeah. I, mean, I did realise that about a third of the way through saying it yeah. Te- technically it's in all space movies it's in all space movies every space movie has a scene where the airlock doors open and they go Star Wars and yes even Star Wars when? Um, in Star Wars 1 is that all the doors then? so in Star Trek they're doing really tight Tiny, small yeah. little farts yeah. Uh, yeah that's like We've evolved. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. Um, Star Wars Future. 1. They wouldn't fart so much if they stuck to the fart map, though. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk didn't actually fart. He actually had to get someone... Um, his his bum was a bit like an envelope, and he had to get someone to pull a sheet of paper out. <laughs> like fart. That was how... Well, it, was, was this yeah. a sheet with the word fart in it or was yes, it gas yeah, okay. ah. Just, it, it was like you know those guns that open and say bang on the ah. like, <laughs> it, was, it was a piece of paper it's with the word fart. fart well I can see how they wrote the scripts for a Star Trek Discovery oh what are you not a fan HB <laughs> oh, it's just liberal nonsense <laughs> okay I figured that you sorry like that. wait but which Star Trek do you like it yeah it's true actually which is the most I like, you like the ones with all the rapes in uh, series one I liked it until he kissed that black woman uh, that, that just oh lost Christ. <laughs> bless you he kisses Uhura he's made to kiss Uhura by a, a race of telekinetic um, aliens who force him to do it in order to humiliate them that's very true hippies that's very true <laughs> but even that for you is too much <laughs> mm. that was the first interracial yep. kiss and, t- and yeah and the um, not the Simpsons um, the it's the Flintstones one. made history. Yeah, no, the, the first interracial kiss on The Simpsons was also quite They made quite history phenomenal. by being the first person to have ordered so much meat at a drive through that their car fell over. <laughs> yes, that's, that's a lovely joke, Johnny. Um, but no, the Flintstones made history when um, first to show a husband and wife uh, sharing the same bed. Right, made, right. Made, made American television history. Before it had all been about cucks. 
<laughs> Doesn't um, Wilma turn to the screen as well and go, it's a living, like, um, during that scene where, like, um, they make violent love to each other. Oh, but right, if anyone's no, a cock, if anyone's a cock in the it's, a no it's Barney. Barney's a fucking solid gold cock. You can see it a mile away. He's shorter <laughs> than what? Fred. A solid gold cock. He's, <laughs> he's shorter than Fred. Like, he's much, he's more passive. His kid cocks him fucking on a daily basis. Bam, bam, just going around with his huge phallic symbol. This great big, like, fucking wooden cock he's got in his hand. Just smash things. He does have a hotter wife, though, so maybe there's something to the cock life down to be said. No, 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 I thought there was an underlying aggression with Come on, Barney. stop saying that. Buddy Rubble! Buddy Rubble on the show today! Wow! I thought that was Richard Nixon. Nope. <laughs> I make I I, love to my wife. I want That's excellent. <laughs> nope. I am not a cock. I can. I fuck my wife. Oh, I am not a cock. It's Richard Nixon as I well, I think. I sound at all. That's not me. <laughs> it's Richard Nixon's, in fact. <laughs> Nixon's always fun. <laughs> but Barney, please, Nixon's from please join us. Arrived. Barney Rubble, what, what are your thoughts on David Foster Wallace's well, Infinite Jest? Very good book. <laughs> read it. <laughs> Got to read it because I'm not sleeping with my wife. <laughs> nah, the accent is shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounded better in my head than it did in my throat. Joe, was that you all along? It was. It what, was you, me. But you wore an animal skin and wore a blonde wig and a tie that is actually a skunk. Oh, don't lie to the audience. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess you showed me. <laughs> Not only do you abandon the bit, you've salted the earth and just burnt it all down to the ground. That's the kind of metatextual sort of play that features very heavily in Infinite Jest. I, I, I agree. Um, I, I like it when he does those bits in Infinite Jest where he addresses the reader directly. And Did it get too aware. much for you? Um, what, the whole, like, you are reading a book right now. Yeah. You're reading a book, you're holding your hands, you're sitting down, you're using your eyes. It was a bit much. Like, I also, I think that's needlessly exclusive of the people that are reading it in an audio, exactly. audio book. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't think it works. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just destroyed Chin's home. That's fine. Um, I don't think it works in an audio book. I think it just, the medium just doesn't translate. Right. The thing about audio books is it's a perfectly fine thing, but they are an adaptation. And mm-hmm. you just have to accept they're an adaptation because the voice of the person reading it will affect it, even on a subconscious level. Mm-hmm. A book that's um, a headache to read will be a nightmare as an audiobook. Like um, a portrait of the artist as a young man. That mm-hmm. was just. Yeah, because that's one as well. With It's like the spelling of words and things and the lack of full stops is all part of the thing. Like books are a visual medium. People think they're not, but they are. Sorry, sorry. Are we having a real discussion about books? We're all over the fucking place. To be wait, 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 wait. This is this is good. Uh, uh, we are having a, a, a book discussion, a book club discussion. Uh, finally, after sort of like spending nearly two hours now in the room, <laughs> well, we've actually started talking about books. Hundred hours. Yeah, more. Finally than got there. We finally actually start having a proper conversation about uh, about the book and what a book indeed. Um, Page one. How is that an interview? <laughs> <laughs> I, I look. I I, I want to say though, like. Uh, uh, I chose this book for a reason. Um, it's a book that many people have attempted to read and just gave up. They just gave up, like because it was just a bit, a bit too much for them to handle. Um, I did you find did you find it a struggle to read this book? Yeah, I found it 
physically hard to handle. Why? Because yeah. thousand pages. Yeah, yeah, it's hard on the wrists. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm like Donald Trump with a very small hand. No, don't do yourself down, Harry. I've got small hands. Hey, that's, that's oh. oh no, don't touch his hands, he's covered in yeah, chicken yeah, yeah. grease. <laughs> I mean, you know, like... Again, to the listener at home, that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we already established that he was covered in chicken grease. It is canon. Yeah, but they didn't see them hold each other's hands up and then compare hand sizes and then be interrupted. But now they know. So we carry on the hands um, um, comparison mm. and the chicken grease. Um, but um, is, is it, Was he just being deliberately... Yeah, but not. I mean... Who? David Foster Wallace. Why, why did he put all these footnotes in there? There are endnotes, not footnotes. And he puts in they like differential notes. occasions and calculus and like well, chemical yeah. names. It's just like, oh, I'm really smart. While he, was, <laughs> while he was writing it, his writing desk, um, one of the legs was significantly shorter than the others and it really pissed him off. So he just kept writing until he had enough pages <laughs> to prop up. Ah. Wait, so he gained paper by thinking of ideas to write down, and the paper would be summoned into existence by him typing it. Now, Did I didn't have that paper before he started writing. This related to the the, uh, the Captain Kirk. Perhaps he's, he's producing the paper for him. There we go. Oh, wait, so... Whoa, 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 so he was there, right by the writing desk, bending over, providing um, David Foster Wallace with all the paper he needed to write on so he could balance out his table. And by the time he got the table balanced, he realised he had written a novel? Is yeah, that what you're saying? That's, okay. what, that's exactly what I'm saying. Otherwise, why doesn't he just put put the paper underneath it? He's not that. He's not that intelligent. He's got a load of paper. How how, how short was this delay? How did the book get published if it was busy propping up his desk? Let's go to the chase. Why do so many people I have distaste for this uh, <laughs> this um, chicken? This chicken, and, all, <laughs> and also uh, David Foster Wallace, because a lot of people do. Yeah. Okay. Um, who wants to, who wants to t- tackle that question? I'll tackle that question. Go on, cap- the captain. They have a significant amount. He's a he's a swan. Okay, okay. <laughs> Both a, a, a swan. <laughs> a swan and a swan. A swan. A swan. So he's why we get eaten by the queen. I, I have a purple <laughs> monkey. Dish I wonder watch. if there was an expert who could talk about that, but maybe they'll come later. <laughs> Maybe they will. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This is a good opportunity right now to take a, sh- a short little break uh, and open the window, and we'll come back and resume this conversation once we've got a bit more, a few more drinks, and got a bit more air in in the room. Does that sound good to everybody? Yeah. 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 Woo. Nice clean edit point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>